0: Not sure what to make for dinner? Need some inspiration? Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, join Gabriel and his food hero guests on The Dinner Special. And now, here's your host, Gabriel So.
1: Welcome to The Dinner Special. I am Gabriel So, and I am so happy to have Becky Rosenthal of Vintage Mixer here on the show. On Vintage Mixer, Becky transports us back to her grandmother's era, When folks cooked with fresh, local, and seasonal ingredients, and meaningful meals were shared around the table with good company. She lives in Salt Lake City, Utah, and is deeply involved with the local food community there via her SLC Foodie website. Thank you so much for joining me today, Becky.
0: Thank you. It's good to talk to you. Thanks so much for contacting me.
1: It's a pleasure to have you. Now, let's first chat about your blog. Tell me about what inspired Vintage Mixer and how the blog came together.
0: Actually, it was years ago, I've been blogging since around 2008, and kind of a a mixture of things, and that's kind of the way I started it too. I wanted to share some recipes and some things around the house, maybe some vintage clothing, and it all kind of boiled down to food in the end, but it started kind of as a conglomerate of lots of things, inspired by, like I said, my grandmother's era of simple living,
1: Now, you feel a close connection, as you just mentioned, to your grandmother's era. What is it really about this golden age thinking that draws you in?
0: Just a simpler time of life. I think, you know, we're bogged down by all the technology and connecting with social media, which I love, but I think it also distracts us from relationships. And so I try to combine the two to have, you know, obviously I'm blogging and I'm online, but to put meaning back in that and to make it more relational, like it was in that era.
1: Now, what aspects of blogging do you find comes most naturally to you? Because I think a lot of people who don't have a blog don't realize all the work and all the effort that goes into sort of taking pictures and you know, doing recipes and coming up with all that that's involved with it. What comes most naturally to you and what do you have to work the hardest on?
0: Let's say what comes most naturally is probably coming up with ideas for the food. I always have a long list of different things I want to make. And writing can be natural for the most part. And the recipes, writing the recipes can be difficult as well as sometimes photographing, you know, depending on the time of day, that can be harder.
1: Right. Now, you've done a lot of traveling and had meals all over the world. Where in your travels have you had food experiences that are closest to the ones of your grandmother's era?
0: You know, in Italy... They sit down for a long family meal, you know, they're passing dishes around the table. It's casual, comfortable, people have good conversation, and it's not only about the food, it's about being together.
1: Right. And so Italy is sort of where your culinary heart lives?
0: Definitely. Would live there if I could. Bring on the pasta and the red wine.
1: Right. Now, were you always interested in cooking?
0: Yes, I think even as a child, I enjoyed kind of playing around in the kitchen with my mom making cookies and helping her flip the pancakes, simple things like that. And then when I was in college, I was mentored by a lady who had her own fresh herb garden and I asked her to help me to learn a few more things. And then after college, I worked for a ski resort that focused on food and all those things kind of coming together to just enhance my love for food and cooking.
1: Right. Now, your grandmother is a big inspiration for sort of the type of food and sort of the atmosphere that you like. And also, you just mentioned somebody in college. Who are some of your food inspirations?
0: Yeah. So, Ruthie, who was my mentor in college, she cooked things really simply and used fresh ingredients. So, I would say she was a big inspiration. And then, you know, more recently online, people like Heidi Swanson of 101 Cookbooks or even Gwyneth Paltrow of Goop. People like that who are sticking to simple eating with, you know, fresh, healthy things.
1: Right. Now, have you had a chance to cook for your friend, Ruthie?
0: Actually, no. She and I moved to separate states across the country, and I would love to, but I haven't.
1: So if today you were to make her a meal, what would you cook for her?
0: Definitely something from the garden. Something, you know, with fresh tomatoes and some herbs, basil and rosemary. Something quick that we could put together maybe while chatting and then enjoy it while catching up on each other's lives.
1: Awesome. Well, Becky, you live in Salt Lake City, Utah. Can you describe what the food culture is like in Salt Lake City?
0: Yeah, it's actually really community driven. People are always helping each other and wanting to see other people succeed. So it's not really competitive in the negative sense, although we're seeing more and more great products come out of the city, it's not competitive in a negative sense. A lot of local products and a lot of things that are kind of back to, you know, the way things were done in my grandmother's era, like canning and old-fashioned kind of cooking clubs and things like that are popping up. Those are things that have happened, you know, for a long time here in Utah. Now they're just becoming a little bit more popular again.
1: Right. Now, you share your love of the Salt Lake City food scene through your website, SLC Foodie. Can you tell me about why you started another website?
0: Yes. So I was doing restaurant reviews on Vintage Mixer and felt like I had more of like a national following on Vintage Mixer. So I wanted to separate the two just so that I had a more specific focus on each one. So SLC Foodie is more locally focused with a lot of restaurant reviews and Vintage Mixer is more seasonal recipes.
1: Right. Now, are there foods that locals cherish and really love in Salt Lake City that maybe someone who's not from there wouldn't know about?
0: Definitely. So honey is one thing for sure. We have a lot of high altitude locations where there's beekeeping and honey farms. So honey for sure, then cheese. We have several cheesemakers that are highly valued around here. and. We have a salami maker called Criminelli who's outstanding. He's nationally known. We have a local hummus and kind of Mediterranean spreads company called Laziz that we enjoy and jams and things like that as well. We have a lot of local products that are fun.
1: Right. Well, it sounds like there's a huge assortment of different types of products too. Like it's not just focused on sort of one type of like jams, for example, or just honey. It's international. Yeah. Now, if I were to visit and I'm a food lover, are there certain neighborhoods I'd have to go to?
0: I would definitely say sticking as close to downtown, the better. The suburbs around Salt Lake, you're going to find all the regular chain restaurants. And the closer you are to downtown, you're going to find more diversity.
1: Okay, where would I eat if I came to Salt Lake City? Like, Is there a couple of places or a place that's really special that we have to go to?
0: When people ask me that, I've learned my lesson that I need to ask them more questions before I answer. So I Wait. usually would ask, you know, what type of food are you looking for? What are your, some of your favorite restaurants where you live? And then I would answer. But if I'm answering just based off what I like, I would tell you, you need to go to Finca. It's a little Spanish tapas restaurant um, in downtown Salt Lake. And then afterwards, you can go get churros next door. And my husband and I own a little coffee shop called La Barba. We serve churros and chocolate, and it's right next to Finca. So biased, yes, but I would recommend that. Some other places, Pago, they serve seasonal, fresh dishes. Copper Onion downtown has a famous burger. And then we have a lot of ethnic food that is really, really enjoyed around the city, whether it's Thai or Indian. We have our favorite places. So
1: That's great. Now, here at the Dinner Special, we talk with food heroes about dinner dishes that are special to them and how we can make it at home. Can you talk about a dinner dish that is special to you, why is it special, and maybe the story behind the dish?
0: The dinner that came to mind is a pasta that I haven't put up on the blog yet. It's going to go up next week, and
1: we usually make it with
0: homemade spaghetti, and it's a homemade bolognese sauce. It's something that we had in Italy, and since then, I have a friend who has given me her family recipe for it, and it takes all day to make. It's not really hard. It's just kind of a slow process, and you add things, and it soaks up. You add wine, and it soaks up the wine. You add milk, and it soaks up the milk, and what you end is this rich, dense, meaty sauce that's really uncomparable. So for a special occasion and things like Valentine's Day or my husband's birthday, that's definitely what he would ask for.
1: Right, and something that's sort of made low and slow, definitely. You can't go wrong with making something like that.
0: Exactly. So it's actually my friend Sandy's family recipe and she has given it to me to share online.
1: Awesome. Well, if you could invite any three famous people over to share this dish with, who would they be?
0: I think it would probably be Julia Roberts, maybe Robert Redford and Jimmy Fallon, someone funny. And Josh and I, my husband and I are big fans of Robert Redford and I've always been a long-term fan of Julia Roberts. So that would be my three famous people.
1: Perfect. Now, let's say you were to have Jimmy Fallon, Robert Redford, and Julia Roberts over for dinner and a movie. What movie would you pair with this dish?
0: I would want to watch maybe a Robert Redford classic, maybe The Sting. That's one of my favorites. It might be awkward since Robert Redford's there, but if we have any questions, maybe we could ask him. But it's just a good, fun, kind of intense action movie, an oldie.
1: An oldie, but a goodie. Yeah. Perfect now becky you clearly love to cook and want to create meaningful meals for people where cooking is more of a chore how can we make it more fun
0: i would say turn on some music cook with people that you enjoy if you like cooking alone then yeah just turn on some music keep it relaxed don't try anything too difficult at first and you know cook things that you know that you'll enjoy if you're trying something new maybe have a backup in the fridge just in case it doesn't turn out but Don't be too hard on yourself and stick to the things that you know you'll enjoy.
1: Perfect. Now, I call the next part of the Dinner Special podcast, The Pressure Cooker. I'm going to ask you seven fun and fast questions that we want to know your answers to. Are you up for it? Sure. Okay. Number one, which food shows or cooking shows do you watch?
0: I only watch one and it's MasterChef.
1: Perfect. Is it kids or Master Chef Master Chef? I watched both. Okay, great. Number two, what are some food blogs or websites we have to know about?
0: Well, I have some friends here whose blogs I love, like Completely Delicious and Two Peas in their pod. Also Foodie Crush and Mountain Mama Cooks. And nationally I love 101 cookbooks and I love Sprouted Kitchen, Mommy. Goop blogs like that that kind of have a similar feel to mine.
1: Great. Now, number three, who do you follow on Pinterest, Instagram, or Twitter that make you happy?
0: Probably some of those same bloggers, ones who give me inspiration and who I feel like I can easily go home and make the same dishes that they're making.
1: Great. And number four, what is something all home cooks should have in their pantry?
0: A good supply of nuts, I would say. Nuts and dried fruit, peanut butter or almond butter, and honey.
1: Of course, honey. Number five, name one ingredient you cannot live without. Maple syrup. Do you put that in some of your savory stuff as well or just, just sweeten it up a little bit?
0: Yeah, sometimes I like will roast potatoes or squash with honey, but mainly for the sweet stuff. I would say that and like almond butter.
1: Perfect. Number six, what are a few cookbooks that make your life better?
0: I like Heidi Swanson's Supernatural Everyday. The sprouted kitchen cookbook that was given to me by a friend. Vegetable literacy is a good one. Bountiful by a couple of popular bloggers. I like that one too. Those are some of my favorites.
1: Perfect. Now you mentioned earlier that music sort of helps lighten the mood and sort of makes cooking more fun. Number seven is what song or album just makes you want to cook?
0: Well, I always listen to Pandora, so it's kind of mixes up the genres, but I might start with something like maybe John Mayer or something just easy to listen to. Where I know the words of the songs. Ryan Adams is an old classic. Loud Harp is a friend of ours who we enjoy his music. So maybe one of those.
1: Great. Now, congratulations, Becky. You have officially survived the pressure cooker. yeah. Becky thank you so much for joining me here on the dinner special podcast now you're all over social media with SLC foodie what's the best way for us to keep posted on what you're up to
0: definitely following just the two blogs specifically vintage mixer is the one I keep updated most as a mother as well I don't keep them both updated as much as I would hope so yeah vintage mixer and then on Instagram also vintage mixer
1: great now before I let you go I have one final question what's next
0: That's a good question, and it's one several people have asked me recently, and I have said nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Within the last year, we opened up two coffee shops, and we wrote a book and published it. So this year, I'm hoping to embrace the simpler life that I talk about and to enjoy it and to enjoy our son.
1: Perfect. Well, thank you again for being here on the Dinner Special Podcast, Becky. I really do appreciate you taking the time.
0: Thank you. It's good to see you and meet you.
1: Thank you so much for listening. Head over to thedinnerspecial.com for recipes, highlights from every show, super blog articles, and all the wonderful ways to keep in touch on social media. Your culinary journey awaits, so let's get cooking.